Hello, welcome to Breakaway with Dawn and Friends. Today I have my dear friend Claudia. She is a licensed family. Oh my goodness, she is a licensed marriage and family therapist. <laughs> Hi, Claudia. Hi, Dawn. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so it's such a pleasure to be here with you today. Thank you. I'm sorry I botched your uh, intro. It's okay. So thank you. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. And today um, I wanted to discuss human behavior, but from the aspect of how your childhood shapes your behavior today. Absolutely. What a what a great topic, Don, to have and to speak about. Just because, um, as you know, we as human beings, we go around um, acting and behaving in a certain way in our day-to-day lives, right? We all have busy routines. We all wear different hats, right? We all wear, carry um, different roles and aspects um, in ourselves that sometimes we wonder, why am I behaving this way? Why am I acting this way? Why is my mood elevated and I can't make sense of it, right? Yes. So I think this is such a, an important topic to bring awareness to so people can understand themselves more. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I really hope that um, I can't tell, but it is it has gotten noisy in my background. So please know I'm in my home office. The family is downstairs. And I really, really hope it's not coming through, okay? So if it does, sorry. <laughs> is it mom life? Yes. Um, yes, you know, um, I am a life coach and the, you know, there is a difference between a therapist and a life coach, right? So a life coach is very much in the present Mm -hmm. and goal setting and achievements, right? So a therapist works on, you know, your past. Mm -hmm. I feel the why and what you can do more or less, like if you sum it down, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so basically, yes, you said it, you said it right. Um, and, and to add a little more, so a therapist primarily focuses on uh, diving into your past experiences, depending on your theoretical approach. Each uh, therapist has a different approach that they like to use. I, in particular, like to focus on what we call, it's called psychodynamic, and that Ooh. really dives into your past. It really explores the aspect of your childhood, your upbringing, right? Because I am a true believer that what shapes us today are the behaviors, but the environment that we are in, right? Growing up and the parental figures in your life that heavily influence um, and shape our you know, our personas, if you will. And, and this is, this is what I primarily like to focus. Now, um, some people will, will beg to differ in that it doesn't focus on the here and now necessarily, but I somehow tie it back into that. So you mentioned, right, your life coaching present. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the only reason why I brought that up is because um, I think that's why I'm a life coach, because I like to reflect. And I, and I challenge myself, okay, why am I feeling like this? Why am I acting like this? Why am I thinking like this? So I literally challenge myself. And as a life coach, I do believe we have the answers within. We just got to dig them out, right? So, um, and that's why I'm passionate about life coaching and not so much kudos mm-hmm. to you, therapy, <laughs> because right. I want to focus on the presence, you know, but um, I've been trying to post more about self-awareness and reflection. Uh, because I feel people don't do that enough or they don't think 
that they can or sh- I don't know, should, but um, I think it's a powerful tool. And I've told you before, because we've talked, you know, um, offline, um, right. I psychoanalyze myself all the time. And sometimes <laughs> I'm so surprised what I come up with, you know? And so I, I just, I love that. And I think that's why I'm a life coach. So um, we can dive into this, but think okay. about this. You don't have to answer this right now, but I'm like, what question do I have for you? Because mm-hmm. uh, for me, I think I know why, but I would like to know more. Um, I get really grouchy and irritated when there's expectations put on me. Okay. And any professional, personal, marriage, Mm -hmm. motherhood, friendships, like it really like makes me grouchy. And I have to like, okay, take a step back, be present and be like, okay. (laughs) But it makes me grouchy, Claudia. Like I get, and it could be the stupidest little thing. Like someone asking me, you know, um, to bring something because I'm going somewhere. Like, depending on my mood, it can really like, really? Did you like, and it's so, and it's just the expectation of, well, since you're coming here, you mm-hmm. know, you need to do this for me. Like, it makes me grouchy. And um, I know that growing up, my dad was, um, his expectations were high. Like, he expected so much mm. and he really grilled us. And oh, it was, I just remember him wanting so much and, and having that expectation on me. So I, the only thing I can tell you I can connect it to is it just reminds me of being that kid in that environment. And even though it has nothing to do with the present, like it seriously makes me grouchy. Right. Exactly. And that that's a perfect example, Don, of something that what we call in therapy is a trigger, right? A trigger mm-hmm. is something that is provoking unresolved feelings something's coming up for you in that moment that takes you back and it makes you feel as a child like you're being told what to do you are given a directive to follow through and being in the fast forward in the present you are not a child you are a grown adult a woman who holds many roles and has her own expectations for yourself so the last thing you want, right, is for someone yes. to reiterate or reinforce that you have to implement a certain additional expectation for you. And it's funny, Claudia, because it's like, look, this is going to be real funny. I'm going to really dumb this down for myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, like the kids, like, like, I don't know, I have to feed you every day. Mm-hmm. Right. So they'll right. come and say, well, and it is the way they ask, to be honest with you. It's the delivery. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it's the way they ask, like, so, so what's for dinner? Ooh, it's just like, excuse you, back up. I know I have to feed you. Like, it's just, and it's funny. And some days it bothers me. Some days it doesn't. Like, or at work, like, you know, I know we all have a boss. And we all, it, but it's not typically comes from my boss, I think, because it's the mindset, like I know. Or, But just if someone is expecting something and I'm like, who are you to be? In my mind, of course, who are you to be expecting that from me? But of it's course. so, I find it, I laugh at myself sometimes because I'm like, girl, take it back. They're not your dad. <laughs> <laughs> but what I am curious, since I can make that correlation, yes, just for the viewers to help, like, what can I do mm-hmm. to control that, if that's the word, or like, mm-hmm. you know, lessen lessen that trigger? Right, right. So, so finding ways to manage that your yes. reaction to that request, right? So it's like exactly what you said is. Figuring out, okay, why is it in this moment that this individual asking me or stating the obvious is provoking 
feelings, <laughs> feelings in me, right? Yes. So typically, I think what you do first is what you just said, take a step back and say, okay, wait, you respond to the person. And if it comes out in such a way where maybe, okay, wasn't the most pleasing response, then you can always take a step back and say, you know what, I, I, I heard what you said. I understand what you're asking. It, it did. I know, you know, that I have to, for example, feed you. It, it just mm-hmm. bothers me at this very moment because I am in the middle of something or I know that I have to feed you. Um, give me a moment or l- allow me to take a step back because I have a lot going on at this time. So it's allow- allowing yourself a space to say out loud what you need so that the person on the receiving end can hear that, right? We're not looking for yeah. perfection. We're not looking for the, the perfect response. We are looking for um being insightful in that moment and understanding, okay, I get it. That wasn't the best response. You can always retract. You can always, you don't have to necessarily apologize, but you can say, you know what? That wasn't the best response. Give me a moment. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, for, I think for me, like not to be funny, I think, cause I do, I am very self-aware and I do question myself. Honestly, I do like inside, like take it in and then respond the way, you know, but I hate that it bothers me. I hate that I let that trigger me. Mm. And see, that's a, that's a form of self-judgment and self-criticism, right? You have been held to a standard, right? You mentioned your father had very Mm -hmm. high expectations, right? Mm -hmm. So therefore, when you make a mistake or you feel that you did make a mistake, then the self-criticism comes out of you, right? Oh my, yes, it does. So what we do typically, right, in, in our environment, in, in our, if we grow up in an environment where high expectations are required of us, then we grow up to be individuals who also set high expectations for ourselves. And we we expect others to set high expectations or have high expectations of themselves, right? So now oh revolving revolving cycle... <laughs> Where not only you set high expectations, but now you're setting high expectations for others. Hence is why, why are you asking or stating the obvious? I'm laughing because that's so true. <laughs> yeah. Because I do set high expectations for myself. Mm-hmm. Like I compete with myself. Yes. I'm yes. competitive. But yes. I promise you, not with others. It's with myself. Right. And I never, <laughs> that, just because I felt that was a positive thing, I never cycled to analyze that to think, why am I like that or why do I do that? Right. <gasps> so yes. I just realized something. Yes, yes. Interesting. And, and Don, this is, this, is, this is the beauty about understanding the human behavior, right? Understanding yourself first, right? Yeah. Within yeah. is taking a look at ourselves from within so that we understand why do I get so upset when somebody just simply asks me a question? Mm-hmm. Why do I? Because there's a lot of weight to that, right? Mm-hmm. Depending on the mood that we're in, depending of the external factors, which could be all sorts of things, stressors, day to day life, et cetera, et cetera. But in order for us to understand others, we have to start with ourselves. We yes. have to look within. Yes. Right? Yes. I, I, it's funny, right before we um, started recording, I did post, um, do you love yourself? Mm. Oh, no, no, sorry. Do you love out loud 
because there's this song that I just, oh, I just love it. Um, this one artist on TikTok. Yeah. And I love that song. And so I literally just posted, do you love out loud? And it's like, so then I said, do you, do you know you need to love yourself in order to love someone else? Yes. And I just feel that has to do with what you're like, you have to look within, right? Absolutely. Before you can have any kind of meaningful relationship, you know? So I think that's so funny you just said that, but absolutely, I'm a firm believer of that, you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And Don, that's, that's the beauty of it, right? Is, is a lot of times we seek, for example, we seek, um, what is it? Comfort. We seek, well, reinforcement, positive reinforcement from others. And we forget that you can't be fulfilled by others that no. we have to fulfill ourselves. Yes. So again, the the looking within, if we look to others to hold us and support us emotionally, that is only going to maybe lead to some disappointment because what happens if you don't get that support, emotional support that you're seeking mm-hmm. from others? Mm-hmm. You have to find ways for yourself to to manifest that for yourself so that you can flourish to be an individual who expresses and reinforces self-love. Right? So I totally understand and believe that. But I feel I went too far on the dial with that where I give off, I don't need you. Mm-hmm. I don't need this. Mm-hmm. Like. So mm-hmm. I kind of, and I don't mean to, right? But right. I had to grow up fast. So I had to find all of that within myself, right? So mm-hmm. I don't mean to come off like that, but I'm very much like, I'll figure it out. I'll, you know, like I'll, I'll do it on my own. Do you know what I mean? So I feel you're right. But then I need to find that balance because mm-hmm. I do have that like, instant I'll figure it out I'll, I'll do it I'll handle it like I don't need anything I don't need anybody exactly. <laughs> and that's not always good right 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 and you're right that that's you know you 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 said it yourself you said it well you had to grow up quickly you had to you know fin for figure yourself you yeah. had to figure it out you had to problem solve come up with your own solutions etc 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 and thankfully that created a lot of resilience for yourself, right? You learn to to be a very resilient individual. And like you said, you do need a a balance though, because if you do come across individuals who want to support you, who want to, you know, offer a lending hand in some way, or if they see that you're struggling and then you have a hard time expressing that, you have a hard time saying, you know, I do need help. You know, you probably won't ask for help because you know that you will likely do it on your own, right? You'll yes, and do you know why? Because, of course, I reflected on that. It's because gen- most people, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who do you rely on as a kid? Your mom and dad, yes. right? Like, so you have that trust, right? And that, right. Um, what's the word? Like, not expectation, but the understanding that they're the person that will take care of you. You can trust the most. And so I think in my brain, in my mind, if I couldn't trust the people that brought me here. Exactly. Right? Like if I, if I if I don't feel that I could have put my trust in them or they broken that trust and I couldn't 
expect that from them, how can I expect that from someone else? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is your clear, that's clearly what most people feel when they do experience these very adverse situations in their upbringing, right? Is Mm -hmm. if the two pillars of your life, the two most important pillars, which are our parents, Mm -hmm. our parental Mm -hmm. figures, um, don't promote a secure attachment, right? If they don't promote this this space, right, where we can be and feel safe in all aspects, then what are the chances that you're going to trust the outside world? Mm-hmm. That is going to make it that much more difficult. So if your experience was, was just that and you figured, you know, I'm a problem solver for myself because I have to survive. And normally, you know, humans, we, we sometimes don't give ourselves credit, but we're, if we're put in very extreme situations from a very young age, somehow we manage to survive. We manage to thrive. What thrive looks like could be different for every person. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, so anyway, so so back to that is is understanding where that's coming from. If you get a better sense of, or you want to know why, why do I react? Why do I behave in a certain way? Take a look, a glimpse to your, you know, upbringing and, and what those parental figures and roles in your environment, all of that plays a big role. I agree. So to, to flip this on the other side, because mm-hmm. I've been asked this recently by more than one person, how do you, how do you, in, not I want to say engage, but deal with someone um, that's difficult or something? I forgot how it was asked, but I said, you don't. And like, what do you mean? I was like, there is no engaging with someone that is being difficult and they're not in the right frame of mind. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think people have a hard time of meeting people where they are. Right. So like one thing I I, I don't have, I only have expectations on me. I don't necessarily have them on others. Right. So I don't expect people to see the way things, the way I see, feel the way I feel, think I I don't ever do that. Right. So I've learned good and bad because of what I went through, I've learned not to have that expectation, right? So I tried to say subconsciously, okay, where are you? Let me meet you there so that, you know, we can move forward from here. Do you know what I mean? And so it was funny when she's like, well, how do I deal with that? I'm like, you just don't, like, don't engage, don't, like, there is no dealing with that, you know, and it's not your problem, you know, but if you feel that you, you have to, and you, and then you meet that person where they are. Yes. Not where you are in your journey because you have grown, but this person has not. So you got to take yourself back to, to where they are. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, Don. You know that this is why you're a life coach. So the, these are the same similar <laughs> concepts that we use in therapy, yes. right? Yeah. Is the same thing is we always meet the client where they're at. You meet your patient where they're at because this is the headspace that they're in. Yes. Expectation is not for you to try to challenge the person anymore because there's no necessarily the rational thinking. There's a disconnect for that person. If that person's Mm -hmm. mind and thoughts are in disarray, you're not going to be able to have a fruitful conversation, let alone a healthy connection with this person at this time. But it, right. it, you have to come more from a maybe a curious standpoint, not so much a judgmental standpoint. Be curious about 
okay, I'm curious why they are behaving this way mm-hmm. rather than, you know, how dare you behave this way? <laughs> right, right? <laughs> right. Yes. And you would alleviate so much stress on yourself from trying to walk that journey with them. You are not in that person's shoes. You I know. Yeah, I know. That's so right. And I tried to tell them, I said, um, you had this expectation that this person can't fulfill. Exactly. And that's on you, not on that person. Right. So I said, I think you need to reevaluate your expectations. Mm -hmm. And this is not me defending that person or the situation. It's just trying to get you down a level Mm -hmm. so that the two of you can create that path. Right. Oh, my God. I love this. This is beautiful. So you see, there's not there, there's differences like you mentioned in life coaching and and therapy. The difference, real difference, is if you want to dive deeper and peel off maybe additional layers, if you will. But the work that you do ultimately is reaching the same goal that you would in therapy. Yes, it? yes, yeah. I just um, I'm not a licensed professional. I try to tell people that. So like. I, like I can only tell you my opinion, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> you know, but I, I, I don't like to, like I said, I don't like to project what I think or what I feel it might be. Cause I, I truly only know life, my life experience and how I've overcome that or, you know what I mean? From myself, but we all are wired different. And that's why I'm so fascinated with human behavior because, you know, there's five kids in my family, as you know, and same mom and dad, same household, all that, whatever. Um, and we're all about two years apart-ish, two, 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 pretty much. Um, so, you know, we're around the same age, you know, and it was girl, boy, girl, boy, girl. And I can tell you, you'll get five different stories. Yeah. And I feel we were in the same environment, <laughs> you know, uh, what is that? Nurture, base, nurture versus uh, nature, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was just so interesting. Mm-hmm. on how we absorb differently. Yes. Right. And then how we dealt with those things differently, yes. our perspective on how it was mm-hmm. like, it just always intrigued, intrigued me. Right. And so it, it's just funny when I heard one time, I think one of the housewives, my guilty secret, <laughs> pleasure, pleasure. Um, the lady said to her, everyone has a role to play. Mm-hmm. And that was that person's role. And that was just so interesting an interesting statement to me because, you know, at the end of the day, we are wired differently, right? Yes. So then if they're meant to play that role, I'm trying to tie that together, but if they're meant to play that role, then, you know, they're not going to see and feel the way you do because your role is to be, let, let's say, the protector, the overbearing, you know, older sibling, right? You know what I mean? Because I do feel there's such a thing as, you know, older older child sibling or what is that syndrome? You yes. know, I do feel the middle there's middle child syndrome, which I'm the middle child and I have that. <laughs> then the baby syndrome. I don't know about second and, and fourth, but, you know, I know the first, the middle and the last. Absolutely. But, yes. And it's funny because that plays a part on it, too, because, you know, like for me, if we got into a fight, it didn't matter who. I was always in the middle. There was always two above me older and two younger, you know. So if I fought with either side, I'm out, I was always outnumbered. So it's so funny that, you know. I didn't think the way they think or act the way they act. And so this is why it always fascinated me. 
Absolutely. And, and I'm with you too. I, I feel like when I started my, my journey uh, in my training as a, as a clinician, I did want to learn that. That's what intrigued me most. I would ask mm-hmm. my mentors, like, can you help me understand how you have a family of three children and all three children think differently? They're all mm-hmm. wired differently. They're all responding to this trauma differently mm-hmm. and, and trying to understand is I think is so fascinating because mm-hmm. we're all impacted in different ways yes. and and when you work with families and you work with children and parents and their parents are you know at times we we do compare children um and wonder why <laughs> one child acts one way and why the other doesn't you know but again it's because each person is its own entity right yes. each person is wired differently so yeah. I know, and it's so funny you say that because, um, and I'm going to say this and you're going to laugh, but, and it, it's definitely my truth, okay? But like, I can tell you <laughs> what I remember mm-hmm. is what actually happened, okay? And you're going to laugh, and I know that sounds funny, but when I say to my kids, and, you know, the older one will say, oh, it's this way, and I'm like, no, it's not. Like, and I know for sure it's not that way. And it's like, oh my God, then I think, oh my God. So then, what am I projecting that really wasn't true about my childhood? <laughs> I find that so funny because, you know, I don't have, I think because my dad put so much on us and that expectation and, and I get it, you know, I get it now, but I didn't then. So unfortunately, I, don't, I didn't put that on my kids because I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't have those strong expectations. And I mean, I do in some ways, but not in his way. Right. right. So now I'm kind of regretting it. Cause it's like, who do you think you are? You entitled little thing. Right. So, um, it's funny because, you know, she'll say, Oh, you always do this with him or you always, and I truly do not, but it's so funny. That's her truth. Right. So then I was thinking, Oh crap. What did I analyze about my childhood? That really, it was not that way. You know what I mean? Exactly. So that's right. fascinating to me. It is. It is fascinating. So I think, again, I think bringing awareness, Don, um, and, and just kind of uh, remove this stigma around the, these type of uh, services mm-hmm. that or resources that are out there for people to understand that mental health is such an important mm-hmm. factor. Yes, right. Yes. I am very grateful to the, the mental health awareness that social media brings nowadays like yours which is amazing like there's a lot of life coaching trainings and so on and so forth but i think it's so important especially you know how they talk about in the the actors are are now coming out and speaking more to mental health because we have to remove the stigma right yes Mm -hmm. i yes i do agree and this is um why i want to use this platform because you know i feel that you know, we all have a voice and a purpose in life. And this is why I want, I want to serve my purpose through life coaching Mm -hmm. because I didn't have the guidance and the tools growing up. Right. So I want to provide that to someone in need. Right. Right. So, and break away with Dawn and friends has the title of my podcast has so many reasons or meanings. Right. And so, you know, ultimately I want to break people, break them away from what no longer serves them, like what has the, the chains on their ankles and their their hands, you know what I mean? What is holding you back? Like I want to break, want them to break away from those things that no longer serve them and find their real joy and real purpose in life, right? So um, I, I don't, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I've done therapy a couple times 
Um, but I think because I've always challenged myself and like I said earlier and try to psychoanalyze myself, Mm -hmm. I really do feel like if you take the time, right, take, and I would tell people, just take a few minutes. It really doesn't take much from you, whether it's in the morning, midday, or you got to find two minutes in your day to sit in a safe, quiet space and meditate or just sit in silence and reflect. So of course, naturally my breakaway tip (laughs) <laughs> on this episode is, yeah. you know, to reflect more, right? To be more self-aware yeah. and to challenge yourself. Like look within, mm-hmm. question yourself, start with the thing that most bothers you or the thing that you're able to, right? Because right. maybe the thing that most bothers you, you're not ready, right? But just the little things like for me, and I, I think therapy is a, a wonderful thing and people should do it um, or try life coaching, <laughs> which is very much in the present and making (laughs) goals and, and, you know, um, celebrating your achievements. That's to me what life coaching is, right? I'm your cheerleader, right? But your therapist is going to, you know, dive into the why and the how and Mm -hmm. so much more, right? So absolutely. And not to fear for, not to fear that process, right? Because Mm -hmm. if you want, if, if, if people want to do therapy and then, okay, I, I feel like I'm in a gooder place. I feel that I've heard some of my clients say, you know, now I've, I'm transitioning to something different, which could be life coaching just right. as a, as a reboot, right. As a, right. I need a refresher. I need right. to continue to be on this path of self-discovery, right. Which yeah. is always so beneficial and, yes. and we need it, quite frankly, you know, we need it yes. to, 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 what is it? You, you, all the components about being in a better place with ourselves, it starts again from within, which is how we start. It does. It does. And then, you know, I also want to say, I don't think people pay too much attention about their surroundings. And this is what you're watching on TV, what you're listening to, what you're seeing. Like, you know, I do challenge people on my posts, you know, to, to really be mindful, you know, what, what you're watching, like, seriously, like if you're watching a lot of negative stuff, right. Or you're listening to that negative music, that's the mindset. Like it, it, it stays there. That's what, you know, so if you're like, okay, I want to do something and I don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. I would say, start with, you know, reflecting on your environment, right. You know, a a cluttered room, like, like for me, my office, I love my office. It's all Mm -hmm. mine. So like Mm -hmm. I make sure it's decluttered, a safe, happy space. So that when I come here, I can, I can be happy to be here and do the work that has to be done, right? If it's your room, like you you need to create that space, right? right. So just be mindful of not only your environment, right? But right. again, what you're listening to. Because too, if, if you hang out with people, what all they do is complain and they're negative, like, believe it or not, that's what you're going to, you know, focus on. And so I did that. What you focus on expands. So if you're going to focus on your your obstacles and not having money and all of these things that we do, then guess that's guess what's going to magnify for you? Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, you know, if you don't know where to start, I would start with that self-awareness. Be mindful of what you're listening to, what you're hearing, what you're seeing, who you're around and declutter your space, yes. your personal space. Your, find that safe space because, yes. you know, you can't declutter a whole house. Real, you know, not that fast, right? So just start with one space at a time. Mm-hmm. I love that, Don. What a what great advice you're giving. Um, oh, I just reinforces. I really enjoy just being on this platform. I am so excited for you to see more of Don breaking away with Don and friends because I think you have such a great contact. So oh, thank uh, you, thank you for having me today, Don. Yes, thank you, Claudia, and 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 hopefully we'll have uh, more. Yes, absolutely. 
<laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Okay.